Hello, friends. Welcome to the Brand Is You podcast. My name is Robin Savage. I am a copywriter and brand creator, and I am here to change the way you think about branding. I am here to tell you that the niche is dead. And in fact, we're going to take this conversation way beyond what a niche is or how to best copyright or how to attract your soul client. We're actually going to talk about the heart the soul, the impact, the drive, the why, the how of a brand that doesn't only support you financially and get your truth and your voice out there and make you visible in your industry. We're also going to get deep about how to build a true brand that has a lasting impact, how to have service that doesn't only make ripples, but makes waves, how to dive in so deep to your vulnerable leadership that you attract people who are on the same mission as you. We're going to get transparent. We're going to get strategic. And most of all, we're going to get connected as we build a brand that is truly representative of who you are. Welcome to The Brand Is You. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Brand Is You podcast with me, Robin Savage. So today I want to have a chat with you about personal branding versus professional branding and really ultimately dive into this question, like how personal is personal? How much of myself has to be in the brand? How plugged in do I have to be? How dependent is the brand on my face and my personality and my life? You know, do I have to show my kids or can I show my kids? I think, you know, this question can really go both ways. Some people want to be online a lot. Well, some people really want to protect their privacy while they grow a business, but um, not be sort of the face of the brand and up close and personal, right? So here's a few things that I've really noticed in a lot of my client work in this whole range and this whole spectrum of like how in your personal brand you can be. And let's say the most personal brand is like the Truman Show, right? <laughs> you remember that Jim Carrey movie when the, the movies are just like watching him all the time? Like that's the most personal, personal brand, right? Like we see everything. And then there's this other end of the spectrum that's a professional brand, as I will refer to it in this combo. And that professional brand is really not personal at all. It's all about the product. It is all about the service or the agency or the thing that's being sold. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple examples of both. So we've used the Truman Show. Another personal brand like this would be the Kardashians, right? Or any influencer who's like waking up every morning, sharing their whole life. So they've, they've got this, you know, really transparent, really clear view into who they are, how they live their life in like the day to day. And then on the other side of the spectrum would be a completely professional brand, something like Nike, right? And Nike sells running shoes. And like, we never see pictures of the CEO or founder of Nike out for a run, trying out the latest and greatest model of the Nike running shoes, right? Like we just, we don't see that. So that's kind of that other side of the spectrum where it's super private. Now, somewhere in the middle, we've got this person, we've got like the Brene Browns and we've got the Gabby Bernsteins and we've got the Marie Forleos of the world who let us in a little bit, 
Like we kind of know who they are, but not really. They're known for their work, right? We don't see Brene Brown in her Instagram stories while she's on family vacation. We don't see Gabby Bernstein waking up in the morning, stretching, saying, good morning, everyone, right? They're known for their work. They amplify their message through their name, which is their personal brand. But that level of transparency isn't the same as an influencer or as, you know, the Truman Show example. So if this is the spectrum that we're looking at, what we can start to do for ourselves is really get curious. How much of myself do I want to share? How often do I want to be online? How much do I want to be plugged in? Um, How much of my personal life do I really want the world to see? And a lot of us, I would say, are swinging in that direction of less, less time online, less plugged in, less of me, but we struggle with understanding how to sell, right? How to scale a business that isn't dependent on our faces and our energy, okay? Now we've got this other side of the spectrum that's like, I, I want to be in the spotlight. I love the attention. I, I love building the community. I love the, the connection points, the conversations. I love being present with my community and I want to bring more of me into my brand. I just don't know how. So I would say really ultimately the question is how? How do I build this really personal connection with my audience? Or on the other end of the spectrum, how do I sell my stuff on the internets without being super personal? with my audience. And I want to kind of tap into both of these questions to dive into that how to give you a few solutions and to get you on a path of creating a brand that feels really, really, really supportive for you. Okay. So here's my observation. And you guys, if you knew how much I geek out on branding stuff, you would literally roll your eyes so hard (laughs) at me. This is really what I spend my time learning about, dissecting, um, collecting information on, and and just diving through resources. So this has been kind of one of the topics lately that's really been at the top of mind because it's come up in a lot of my client combos in my mastermind, and I'm really workshopping through this with a lot of people. So I wanted to bring the combo to you and to share what I've learned. So here's what I think. I think that The more personal your brand is, the less valuable your product has to be, okay? Now, that's not going to sound very good, but it's really true. And if we look at the other side of the spectrum, the less personal your brand is, the better quality your products have to be. Now, what do I mean by this, okay? This isn't meant to be offensive. It's not meant to be triggering, and it may not always be true. Remember, there are always outliers, right? Even even when we look at something, there's always another side to the story. There's always something to prove it wrong. So this is just a hypothesis from yours truly, and here's what I think. I think that people connect to people, right? We connect to emotions. We connect to stories. We connect to human beings heart to heart. And this is why personal brands are so powerful because personal brands drive people towards people. They bring us together. And when we connect with someone, we follow someone, we are influenced by someone, and that person inspires us to take action. Over time, we build trust with this person. We start to rely on this person 
And when we're in that connection, when we're in that relationship, sales are a lot easier. Now, if we're attaching ourselves and we're building these relationships with people and we start to trust these people over time, then we listen to that person. So we're less attuned to the sales page or the details of the product or service, and we're more hiring the person because we like the person. But in order to do that, we have to know the person. Okay, so that requires that personal connection. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, if the product and service is so good and so valuable and it strikes a chord and it it's what we want and it's solving our problem and it's so differentiated in the market, it's unique and it's so valuable that we can't get it anywhere else, then it literally doesn't matter who is selling it because the product itself is what we want and the product itself is what we're connecting to. So that requires less of that personal connection, that deep relationship. And when we have that super valuable product or service, the person is sort of off the hook because they don't need to lead with their personality. They don't need to lead with who they are to sell the thing. They can lead with the value of their work, the value of the product and service. So I can't see you right now, but if we were in a room, I would ask you to put your hands up if you were following, okay? Because this is where it gets really important. If you're building a super personal brand and you're one in a million, you know, you're one yoga teacher in New York City who teaches three classes a week and you're trying to stand out and you're trying to get your name out there, it's going to take you a long time and a lot of work to become the one known of many, right? Think of how many yoga teachers there must be in New York City, right? So to stand out in that big sea of fish with a yoga class that's a very popular product, a very popular place that we can all go to very easily sign up for a yoga class. If you're going to be the one to stand out, then the thing that's going to help you stand out the fastest is you, right? Your online presence, the thing that makes you different, your playlist, your teaching style, your quotes that you read, the the story that you've been on so that I can connect with you. And that's going to draw me into your yoga class. That's what's going to make me choose you. Now, back to the other side of the spectrum where I've got the class. Have you guys heard of the class with Taryn Tomei? Okay. It's my favorite workout. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me do it, you know, arms flailing, heart opening. It's so badass. I love it so much. But what Taryn created was this really unique experience, this really diverse, cool, different style of yoga that started to draw people towards the difference of her class, the value of her class that they couldn't find anywhere else. Okay. Now the class, Taryn has stepped out from running the class. She's no longer in the business. The class is being run by other people, whether she sold it or just removed herself. The class can run without her because the product is so unique and so valuable that it doesn't require her to sell it. Okay. So This is where we start to ask ourselves questions, okay? What am I selling? Is it highly valuable? Do people want what I have over something else? Because what I'm offering is different than everything else that's being offered in my industry, because it's unique, 
because it's so valuable that they cannot pass it up, right? They can't get it anywhere else. So they're going to come to me. It's so valuable. It's so desirable. It's so wanted in such high demand that they're coming to me no matter what. Therefore, the product is going to sell, right? Versus, okay, I'm one in a million. My product isn't that great yet. I don't have that much credibility yet or that much experience. I don't have that much social proof or those that many testimonials to be able to prove to people that the work that I'm doing is incredible. Therefore, I need to be the one. I need to be the one who makes this different. I need to be the one who's promoting it and talking about it and getting it out there so that over time, I can build the value of the product. I can build the demand, okay, through brand reputation, brand awareness, brand desirability and brand position in the industry. And over time, as the product becomes more valuable, then I can start to remove myself from that product. Or then I can start to remove myself from that brand because the product is going to become so valuable that people want the product. And I don't need to be promoting it as often. And I don't need to be the one talking to people in the morning and and showing them my cup of coffee because they don't need to connect to me anymore. They'll connect to the product. They want the product. Okay. So what we really want to do when we're looking at building a personal brand is like, look at what we're offering. What are we offering? Okay. What are we really selling? How unique is it? How different is it? Okay. Will it sell on its own? Can I sell this as a, as a product that is valuable in the marketplace? Or am I the thing? Is my personality, my expression, my unique voice and language and look and vibe and energy, is that the thing that differentiates this product? And that is what I would be using as my guidepost, you know, as kind of like my measurement tool in how big my own personal online presence needs to be when I'm building my brand, whether I'm getting started or, you know, whether I'm in it, you know, 10 years in and I'm planning a rebrand. So I will share my my own personal experience with this. Um, currently, I'm in the process of removing myself from my personal brand. And I, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to run, well, I'll never say never, but I'm not looking to run a faceless brand where people buy copywriting from someone on the internet that they don't know. And I'm certainly not going to sell brand coaching without sharing my face and my voice because people want to know who they're buying from. But my brand is at a place now where my work is valued. My VIP days are always sold out. I have a mastermind with 20 women inside of it. I run a, you know, monthly retreat that is scalable and currently scaling. We're working on that in the back end. And my work is highly sought after. It's tangible. It gives people results and it helps them solve their problem. Okay. I know that my voice is so unique and the way that I channel writing for my clients cannot be found anywhere else. I know that it took me a long time to trust that and to really see that for myself. But when I am in my sessions with my clients, the way that I write for them, the way that their voice runs through me, I know that that cannot be found anywhere else. 
So now I'm in this really fun place where I get to focus on the value of my product and service, the value of my teaching, the value of my offer, and where I can say, okay, actually, if I focus on that, if I focus on the value that I'm bringing and what my service can do for people, the problem that I'm solving and how they're going to feel on the other side, then I don't need to be as present in my brand. Okay, I don't need people to be as attached to me because now they're hiring me less for being Robin Savage and more for being an excellent copywriter, an excellent brand strategist, an incredible creative person that can help you build your personal brand. That's what I want to be known for. So over time, you can start to shape shift your brand as it becomes more valuable and more reputable in other ways and kind of take the spotlight off of you because you've built this valuable service. You've got word of mouth marketing happening for you. You've already got an established audience and community and you can work with building that out rather than spending so much time and energy being the online presence yourself. And so for me, this is where I'm currently at and it's a really fun place to be. But I never would have gotten here if I didn't go first, if I didn't lead, if I wasn't willing to be vulnerable with my audience, if I wasn't willing to share my life and to connect with people, people never would have known what I was capable of, right? People never would have known what I do or who I am. So this was a really important progression that I've seen my brand go through. Now, this took like 10 years. So mind you, I started with a lighting company, moved into wedding planning, and then florals and styling for that wedding company. And then I moved into coaching with Femme. And then now here I am. So this has been an evolution over 10 years and really honing my skill, getting really clear on what I'm good at. And that evolution has brought me to this place where I'm really becoming known for what I do and the mad skills that I have to really truly help people. So that's kind of where my personal brand is at and how this is being rolled out in actionable steps is I'm going to be doing a lot less personal posts on my Instagram feed. So my feed will be highly focused on value. It'll be education driven. There'll be some entertainment and, you know, a lot of me teaching in quirky ways because I want to really bring my personality and my energy into it and make branding digestible for people. But it's all going to be education and value on my Instagram feed. Once in a while, I'll do personal posts on my feed, but they will be used as examples for my audience on how to tell stories. So I'll say something to my audience, like here's an example of a story post that on the surface has nothing to do with my brand that's tied back into the golden thread, right? Or the overarching brand message, okay? So I'm still gonna give you updates on my feed. I'm still gonna connect with my audience on my feed, but anything personal will be used as an example to teach again, okay? Then in my Instagram stories, you'll see me. Okay. On my Instagram stories, you'll see me in my day to day. You'll see me with my kids. That's going to be where my personal updates go. And I'll be doing a lot of my selling in my stories as well, because Instagram stories are 
one of the best places on the internet to sell and make money. So that's where I'll keep selling. But that's how I'm kind of dividing it now. My Instagram feed will be way less personal. And I would say even like 90% value education, entertainment, and 10% personal Robin updates, like what's going on. And um, I'll be using those personal posts to show you guys how to tell stories in a way that still supports your brand. And then all of my stories are going to be that kind of personal behind the scenes peek at, you know, what's happening in my life so that you can feel like you're still connected and I can still feel like we're connected because I really like that element of my brand as well. So what does all of this mean? Right? What does all of this mean? First and foremost, I would really start by asking yourself the question, like, how in my brand do I want to be? How much do I want to be plugged in, sharing my life? How often do I want to be online? Am I willing to be the online presence for my brand? If the answer is no, then we really want to get to work on building out a product suite that is focused so much on value that you could talk about it all day long, right? Like endlessly talk about your product or service, provide value, teach people about it, tell people why it's important, introduce them to it, talk about the results of it, uh, share statistics about it so that people, you know, want it and understand the value in it. Talk about the transformations, the way people are currently feeling, like you really want to draw out the value of that product and service and focus more on what you're selling and why people want it than focusing on you. Now, the really important thing here is that you got to remove your ego. You got to take your ego out of it. You have to take out the validation and the likes because here's the thing. People want to see pictures of your kids. They want to see you on vacation. And those photos often get more engagement and more likes than a post about your product or, or a post selling your service, but it doesn't matter because when we remove your ego from it and we say, this is the work I'm here to do in the world, it doesn't matter how many people like it. it doesn't matter how many, you know, shares it gets. Like, this is what I'm here to do. So I'm going to post the thing that I need the world to know over posting the thing that's going to get me a lot of likes. Because in the big picture, it doesn't matter how many people like it, it matters how many people connect to the product and service and buy it. So this is where you want to get really good at that conversion rate, selling, self-promoting, okay? So focusing on that value, taking yourself out of it, removing your ego and saying like, listen, I'm going to bring as much value as I can and sell this product and service and I'm going to live my life, right? I'm going to get out there and I'm going to live my life and put my phone down and be present and not worry about capturing content and not worry about sharing with the world everything that I'm doing every single moment of every day. So give yourself that freedom if that's the type of brand that you're building. Now, on the other side of things, if you're just starting up or if you're not sure of the value of your product and service, if you're still building a reputation in the industry if you're still working towards getting that credibility that gives people the trust in you, if you're still building experience, then this is where I would become more committed to showing up online and having that online presence so that you can be the one who informs people 
about why that product and service is so valuable. So give them something to anchor into, give them something to connect with. Okay. And then over time, as you inform your audience about how valuable your product and service is and your audience starts to respond to that and you collect client testimonials and you have social proof that other people also think it's incredible, not just you, right? Cause we could say all day, like my cakes are the best cakes. Well, uh, okay. Let's, let's let someone else judge your cake, Nancy, right? So this is where we want to collect that social proof. Over time, as our product and service has that reputation of being good, then we can back off a little bit and we can sort of pivot in our brand. This is where a rebrand would come in for you. And you could say like, okay, I'm at that place where I can maybe shift my role in the business, shift the branding a little bit to pull myself away and focus on the value. Okay. So... I really wish you were in the same room with me and I could ask you, like, how does that land for you? How does that land for you? What stage of building your personal brand are you at? Are you right at the beginning when maybe you do really need to show up for it, right? Give your brand that personality. Give your brand a chance to build a reputation. Be the advocate for your brand to get going, to get off the ground. It's like raising a baby, guys. Babies don't raise themselves, right? We need to raise our brands. We need to give our brands that energy. So is that the stage that you're at? Or are you somewhere in the middle? And I would say I'm somewhere in the middle right now where I'm like in this zone of playing with removing myself a little bit, taking some of the personal elements out of my brand to focus more on that value, finding my new balance, right? My new normal in my personal brand. Are you in the middle where you're kind of like shifting things and figuring that out? Do you have a well-developed product and service? Do you have client testimonials? Do you have social proof? Do you have a really well thought out product suite that can stand alone? Okay. Or are you on that very far end of the spectrum where actually maybe you shouldn't be building a personal brand and instead you should start to look at building a professional brand? Okay. If you have a product-based business, meaning you sell mugs or cushions or clothes that you make or gift boxes. One of the women in my mastermind, Ashley, she does really beautiful custom curated gift boxes. You should follow her on Instagram, ashleys.light. She sells these products. And we started recently talking about shifting her brand to more product-based brand and putting less of her face there to highlight the product that she's selling right? Because that's where she makes her money because that's the part of the business that she wants to grow. And then her elements, her personality, her magic, her energy gets to be the thing that accentuates the product and adds to the brand, but it's not the main focus. Okay. So if you sell a product, I would say that you want to focus mostly on the product, mostly on what makes that thing that people are buying different, desirable, unique, and valuable in its industry. And you can be the founder story, right? You're not the the face of the brand necessarily. You want the products to be recognized for the products, but you are the founder story. You are the one who's overseeing. You are the visionary. You are the inspiration. So I would sprinkle that through your Instagram feed like, you know, once every three weeks or something like that, just to touch base, just to give people some info. But what you really want to be focusing on is the process of making your product, the behind the scenes, 
Like what goes on in your warehouse or, you know, I'm recording this podcast in my closet. It doesn't need to be a warehouse. It could be what happens at your kitchen table when you're packaging those things. What happens? Show me your, your pottery wheel, right? Show me what's going into making that product. That's what we want to see. We want the story of the product and we want you as the founder to be sprinkled in so that we know where it's coming from. But if you have a product-based brand, then you could really look at building out the value, focusing a brand around the value and differentiating factors of that product versus, you know, really relying on yourself and your personal elements of your life to sell that product for you. So This is obviously a super in-depth combo. We could talk about this personally all day. And this is what I do inside my one-to-one containers, okay? I guide you and your brand to discover this. What is your good balance? What is the right balance for you in terms of building a brand that is reputable and sought after in the industry, but that also honors your privacy, that has you dedicated to building a great online presence without sacrificing your personal life or relying on you to sell things, okay? And a lot of things come into play here, right? It's like business strategy, your business model, your products, your pricing strategy. So these are all things that we dive into in my one-to-one brand coaching and copywriting containers. I create with you we nail sales copy, we define your sole client, we look at your pricing strategy, your products, your services, we look at a social sales strategy, and this is where we can really massage in everything that we've been talking about today to build a brand strategy that feels really good for you. So if you spend time thinking about your brand, and if you question it, and you ponder if you're ready for a shift, or you're ready for the next level, or blah, 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 like all these questions that come into your mind about expanding your brand, reach out to me. I can support you. I would love to have this conversation with you and in my personal way where I can actually see your brand and guide you to take the steps that are going to be the most supportive to you. I love you. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to the Brand Is You podcast. I appreciate you. If this podcast episode resonated with you, triggered something in you, if you feel like other entrepreneurs would benefit from listening, please share it leave a review, like it, do whatever you got to do to help me get this out into the world. We're celebrating over a thousand downloads of the Brand Is You podcast, and I really want to 10 times that in the next couple months. So if you could help me by sharing this, that would be amazing. I love you so much. Let's do the damn thing, and I'll see you next week.